Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters in Scripture. Your girl, Mare Bear, is here along with Sister Glow. Hey, everybody. And Lady T. Hey, y'all. So tonight we are going to be discussing Solomon's wisdom, which is found in 1 Kings chapter 3. Let's get into it. But before we do it, Let's have some prayer. Father God, we come to you tonight thanking you for this week and thanking you for this new week that is coming to us. Let our words be pleasing to your ear and a sweet aroma to your nostril. Let this word touch at least somebody or a bunch of bodies so that we can move forward and be greater people. We ask all of these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 All right, so let's kind of sum a little bit of uh, lovely wisdom story of Mr. Solomon. So the scripture began talking about Solomon making a treaty with King Pharaoh of Egypt. And Solomon ended up marrying Pharaoh's daughter, which we have two different beliefs because they are more pagan and, you know, he's supposed to be a Christian. All right. He then he brought her to the city of David while he was finishing up his house and the temple for God and also the wall for Jerusalem. And because there was no house built for God, the people, which were the Israelites, were making sacrifices to the high places. And here, when they talked about the high places, this is where pagan worship places are. So also said that Solomon also participated in this act. The scripture talked about how Solomon walked in his father's statue. And as we know, David was a man who was after God's own heart. But the only difference was that um, Solomon made sacrifice, sacrifices and burnt incense at this high places. So Solomon went to Gibeon to sacrifice there and he gave a great offering on that altar and there it said that God appeared to him in a dream so God asked him what he desired or what he wanted and Solomon said to God that because um, God showed great mercy righteousness and kindness to his father David and also allowed him to have a son who can sit on the throne, which is him, instead of his father, David, and that he is just a child who is basically leading God's people. Solomon asked God to give him the ability to discern good and evil so that he can judge God's people correctly. So when God heard this, God was pleased with what Solomon was asking for. Because as we know, people come to God, hey, God, I want to be rich. I want to be this, that, that. I want long life. But he didn't ask for all of that. He asked just for to be able to discern good and evil. So God was pleased and God granted him that. But then Solomon um, woke up and he found out that it was all a dream. <laughs> so he then went to Jerusalem to the Ark of the Lord. And then he offered burnt offerings, peace offerings, 
and made a feast for his servant. Now it came the time that his wisdom is going to be tested. And this is the part that I'm like, good gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it was about two women that they, the Bible called them harlots, but we know what that is. Prostitutes, whores, whatever you want to call them nowadays. But it was two women that lived in the same house and they were in the home by themselves. And the first woman gave birth. And then three days after, the second woman gave birth. The second woman's son somehow, well, the second woman's son died because the mom apparently overnight rolled over on his son and killed him. So while the first woman was sleeping, the second woman whose son got killed, she exchanged the babies and took the living child. And the first woman was given the, the child who was dead. So when the first woman woke up to feed her son, she was she saw that he was dead and looked at him and examined. They said that, you know, she examined him. So basically took a look at him and was like, is this my child? That don't look like my child. So she after she did that, she knew that it was not her son. So they took this issue to Solomon to give a judgment. So it's basically kind of like going to the court. So he was the judge. <laughs> and in front of Solomon, they were going back and forth about whose child it was. You know, they told their story to Solomon. So Solomon listened, but then they were going back and forth. So he decided, Solomon said, all right, okay. So he gave an order for them to go ahead and cut the living child in half and give each woman half of the child. So woman one said no um, and begged uh, Solomon not to kill the child and just to go ahead, basically give the child to the, the, uh, the second woman and spare that child's life. But the second woman was like, nah, go ahead, split that child in half. So by listening to this, Solomon made a decision that, hey, only basically a uh, the woman one who showed compassion is the true mother. So the child belongs to uh, the woman one who showed that compassion for the child to live. And then it says that all of Israel heard the judgment and then they feared him because they saw that Solomon had God's wisdom on him. So, ladies, you guys read the story. Any input on what you guys heard? Read? Oh. 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 <laughs> I thought that this was great. I found it completely interesting and wonderful that he was putting the child in half. Yeah, that was smart. <laughs> that was very smart because... Like he said, like like we all claim to figure out, anyone who, you know, I mean, even if it wasn't my kids, I wouldn't want a child foot in half and you give me half of a dead baby. Like, who mm -hmm. does that? And the fact mm -hmm. that the other lady was that G'd up and basically was okay with the child being split, that's crazy. Like, what kind of a mother are you? It's probably good. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but for the gardening tool number two, 
it's probably good that she ain't got her baby no more because she sounds like she a horrible uh, uh she she not a good mother well she, i don't know what woman <laughs> would be okay with that well she rode over her child first of all and then with no remorse like traded the child off and was okay with yeah. taking somebody else's it's child crazy. and then she was okay with the other child you know basically being killed and you gotta think about it misery loves company so hey if my child yeah. is dead your child should be dead too so oh. that was a really smart uh, move on Solomon's end yeah um because I don't think anybody would ever think about that but you would see a reaction of a true mother's compassion mm -hmm. if, you know, harm is about to be done to their child or anything. Like, she was willing to be able to give that child life, yep. you know, at all costs. Like, hey, you could raise him, but just don't kill him. You know, even though I know this is my child, I would rather have him live than die. Even though I may not be able to have him, it's okay. So, yeah, I agree. Mayor yeah. Bear. <laughs> that mother was not just concerned about herself. So in these two mothers, instead of seeing like real mom, fake mom, I see selfish mom mm -hmm. and selfless moms. The mm -hmm. mom who was selfless, who it was really her child, like she loved enough that, you know, I want this child to be with me. I want to be right. But I love this child more than what I want. And I want this person to live more than what I want. So I feel like that's like pretty much a true definition of love when mm -hmm. you put someone else's needs before you your wants. Love is very mm -hmm. selfless, right? So mm -hmm. um, someone who's a selfish person who only thinks about themselves can't love because that's pretty much the opposite of love. You have mm -hmm. to really give to someone. You have to choose to give to someone to actually love them. That's the definition of God, of love. And that's what God mm -hmm. does for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So God yeah. sacrificed himself for us too, just like this mother sacrificed herself for her child. Right. And what do you guys, I'm just going to um, go back in the beginning of this chapter, what did you guys think about Solomon asking for discernment for good and evil? I honestly think that was also a really smart move because, I mean, that's something that beyond wisdom, like it, you, you're, you have God in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. And you're asking him for to discern good and evil. You're not asking for him to add more years to your life. You're not asking him for riches. You're not asking him for all these things for your own being, right? But you want to be able to know what's good and what's bad to be able to lead his people. To me, it's like Solomon recognized that even though he was the king, God is still the king. Like he is still the person that is ruling the people and he is just a tool so for him to be able to ask him you know for wisdom and for good and evil to discern good and evil god was so pleased that he even added extra bonuses to him you know he mm -hmm. didn't ask for it but he was like man look you asked for this one treasure i'm gonna give you two i'm gonna give you three i'm gonna give you this one you know i i thought that that was 
amazing that you can ask, you know, God asks what you want and that's what you ask for. And nowadays, that's what we should be praying for, to be able to discern good and evil, because there's a lot of things. If you're able to discern good and evil, just think about all the things that you could prevent or all the things that you be wise then, you know, like the enemy can't trick you. He cannot mm -hmm. trick you because you will know when he's coming. You will know what's happening. But nowadays we go to God and ask for, hey, you know, bless us, bless this, do this, do that. But we need to start praying for good to be able to, for discernment, for good and evil. I agree. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in stages of my Christian uh -huh. development, okay? Because uh -huh. unsaved uh -huh. glow, you know, if you uh -huh. had come to me and said, uh, <laughs> unsaved glow, you can have anything you want from this big magic genie in the sky uh -huh. called God. What mm -hmm. do you want? I would be thinking money, popularity, mm -hmm. fortune, health, mm -hmm. a handsome husband that mm -hmm. got a lot of money and a nice mm -hmm. car. <laughs> I've been yep. thinking about all that super superficial stuff. So that would be like unsafe glow. So you go mm -hmm. into like, you know, just recently saved glow, still got a little <laughs> bit of hood in there kind of glow. And you ask her the same question, you know, what if God came to you and said, hey, Glow, you know, you can have anything you want, what would you want? And after reading this story, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to be, I want to be wise like Solomon because uh -huh. you know, I could do this and I can get that. And, you know, I can pass school and I could get a good job and I could get money. Right. So that's uh -huh. like just, just, I just got saved, Glow. But now uh -huh. I read this story. And I noticed that God was proud of Solomon's or his wish, not because it was a smart um, thing, but because of his intentions, why he made that wish. Solomon asked for discernment because he wanted to help people, because he uh -huh. wanted to be a good leader to the people that God uh -huh. put him in charge of. So uh -huh. the the real thing that God was proud of wasn't what he asked for, but why he asked for it. And he asked for it to help somebody else. So now I'm like, okay, I wish then that I was better at dance and creativity so that when I dance, then people who might not know you can feel closer to you. Or I wish I was a better, more creative writer so that when I write, things about you people can read it and then that might you know bring them closer to you or I wish that I was a great podcast co-host because when I go on a podcast and I speak I pray that you give me the answers so that people can be closer to you so I think it was more about the heart and as I developed so did my when I read this chapter uh my thought process about what's really going on it also developed Mm. Mm. I will I will say this, uh, Sister Glow. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're what you're saying, and that was a, a word, but I also will say, based on your actual occupation, you're already helping people without anything in return, more so than you realize. Yes. <laughs> And you know about it that way, but yes, you too. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, another thing that I think um that you know, because Solomon, remember Solomon 
the way that he said he was a child, I'm thinking mm-hmm. he probably was. I mean, the I, it doesn't really give him give his age, but I'm yeah. guessing he probably was in the twenties. Yeah, um, probably. You know, old enough to be for the the people to be afraid of him, but he wasn't like a child, child. You know, be able to rule. But I think also because you know it, it stressed how he walked in you know his father's path basically with loving God and you know trying to do the things that his father you know did well. So I'm thinking that because you know David he led the nation good, that Solomon kind of didn't want to disappoint either because right. he wanted to uphold the standard so i think for him asking for god to give him that wisdom was also part of it because he probably felt overwhelmed and lost because he did mention that the it was a lot of people that he got to lead he was like it's a multitude it's like mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> so he's mm-hmm. like man you threw me in this and i don't know what i'm doing so i need you to guide me so the way for you to guide me is give me your wisdom in a nutshell. Right. 12 tribes. And that's oh interesting God. too, because a lot of times we as people, we're like, man, if I could be the boss and I do this in my job too. So I need to lie. <laughs> if I could be the boss, I would do this. I would do that, man. If I was president, I got to have this country fixed in two days. I do this, mm-hmm. I do that. But then if it so happened as you actually became the boss, a lot of times people get to that point and they're like, they get hit with, oh my gosh, I have so much responsibilities for so many people. If I do something wrong, I can destroy a nation. And he had 12 Mm -hmm. tribes that he had to take care of. So I can see how being in that position, even at the age of 25 or 27 or whatever, can make Mm -hmm. you feel like a little child, like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, oh my God, I would just be praying and sacrificing too. So, I mean, maybe that's why Solomon went and made that, that, I mean, he, he did a huge sacrifice. It was like a thousand. I don't remember what yep, it was. But it, yep, was like a thousand it was a thousand. It was yeah. a thousand burnt offerings. So, and I, I completely agree. I think it's more or less, I mean, it could have been the age too, but I think he was saying more or less a child because he had to lead and he never led before and he was trying to figure it out. And I agree with you, like, I have been in a position of leading a whole unit of 51 different people. And I'm going to tell you, it's a whole nother world when you're in charge and you're left holding the bag for everything, even though that was like a very minute thing in comparison to being like the president of the United States. But it's a lot because what happens is we don't see the big picture of all of the intricate details that it takes to make everything run. And you don't get to that until you're actually in that position. And so even though he had his father, who was his father, he had his father only as his father. He didn't have his father as the king. So now he's become the king and he's understanding what his father went through. But the thing is, is that he's understanding it as Solomon, not as his father. So that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother world because you can look at, say, our former president of the United States and <laughs> wonder about his thought processes and then become the current president of the United States and be like, oh, I could do it better. But at the same token, you're going to definitely do it differently because you're you and he was himself 
And you're going to have to run things in a way that you see differently. And that puts a whole lot of pressure because even though some people are not necessarily the best suited to do certain things, it's still what they did as themselves. And so I think he probably realized too that like, yeah, I'm after, you know, God's heart and I want to be like my dad, but I got to be like me. And I don't even know where to start and where to begin. And that's probably why he was saying he's like a child and he offered up all the burnt offerings because he had no idea what to do. I mean, he might've had a thought, but like to really truly do it, it takes so much effort and energy. So, and then also too, being that he married Pharaoh's daughter and they had two different lifestyles, he probably wanted the discernment, not just for the people himself, but also like dealing with, all of Egypt because they're in a whole different mindset. So he needs some help with that because he needs help not just with the 12 tribes, but now with the treaty of them joining forces together, being that they're more pagan than not. You got to make sure that you're, you know, aware of what's coming to you because the enemy can definitely show up in a different way that you may not be prepared for. Right. I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought uh, Pharaoh's daughter up because you know, Solomon's ultimate downfall was uh, all these girls. Uh, he was hot. <laughs> all Solomon these women. Good lord. Hey, yeah, what? How many? Two hundred wives and four hundred and something concubines. Yeah, say really? it again. One hundred and something concubines. A hundred and something. Let me. I, I got. Mm, I it was a lot. It was like two hundred and forty-nine. Like it was two hundred something. But still, it was like. I mean, it would have took him a year and a half to sleep with all the wives and concubines that he had. <laughs> I'm serious. And like, not that's like literally the case. And uh, the problem was that a lot of those. those okay, wives, so I got it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was it? It says 700 wives and 300 concubines. Good that's Lord. Crazy. That's even more than I said I said in the first place. So basically. <laughs> A lot of those wives were from pagan nationalities and they led him astray. <laughs> so I always, always kind of joke about this one, right? I always mm-hmm. say, yeah, Solomon was the wisest man, but he wasn't the wisest woman because <laughs> a thousand women led to his downfall. But Basically, just, yeah. <laughs> that just speaks to how powerful women can be. And mm-hmm. um we talked about this a little bit when our husbands were on, but you know, our femininity can start wars or stop them. Like that's how powerful women are. And we don't get that. We don't get credit as powerful. You know, we get seen as other things, but you know, a woman can be very powerful when it comes to influence, when it comes to influencing great men, when it comes to even influencing very wise men, you know, we still have a lot of power that we can either use for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. So that was mm. but he asked look, he asked for wisdom to lead his people and to judge his people. He didn't ask for wisdom to judge his own life. You would think that he would have been like he would have been wise enough to say, Maybe I shouldn't have a thousand women that I have to take care of. Look, but but sister go. He was, he was, get, God added long life and all of that to his, you know, blessings. So he was good. Mm-hmm. He didn't ha- die, have to die of a heart attack or anything. So he was good. 
And, and that's crazy. Um, that's a lot of women. Yes. And we and I, I think David only had like eight wives. <laughs> His uh, dad only had like eight. And that <sighs> caused drama in and of itself. So imagine a thousand. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being just one of Solomon's wives? Like, how lonely would that be? You get to see your husband once every two years. I don't think. I don't think they were lonely. I don't think they were lonely. Oh, you think they were sneaking weekends? (laughs) But then you know, that tradition was crazy too. Because if they got pregnant, if it It wasn't Solomon's, they would have got stoned to death. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of drama that they do not talk about in that situation in the Bible. They just kind of briefly mentioned that he had a whole bunch of wives and a whole bunch of concubines, but they never talked about like how much drama and trouble came from that. How much drama came right. from the kids, how much drama came between jealousy between the wives, how the wives even would have felt in that situation. I I know this. I probably wouldn't have been married for him to him for long if he kept on taking them all them wives. I'd have been like, nah, I need some companionship. I need some love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you guys um proverbs 4 7 mm-hmm. it says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding so you think he got understanding no <laughs> he didn't he did not get understanding at all he got That's wisdom but my man my band did not get any kind of understanding because he would have understood that he probably would have just had himself maybe 10 wives, maybe five. I don't know, but maybe one. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I mean, I hear you, but maybe one good one. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe one good wife and a concubine. I don't know, but <laughs> just, 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 yeah, he would not have done that. And I think he really did not get any understanding whatsoever. My man got wisdom, but he did not get any understanding. Mm-hmm. You think you learned from his dad. Right. Another generation. He was walking in his stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't walking. He didn't walk enough. He ain't walk enough. He needed to roll, lay down, something. But yeah. I think, I think all in all. I like the fact that it did portray that he did use the wisdom to at least, you know, judge the people, um, you know, fairly. So that to lead God's people. And during his reign, because he was wise, you know, it kept his people safe. It kept them wealthy. It kept them Mm -hmm. productive. You know, most of the, a lot of the Proverbs were written by Solomon that we read Mm -hmm. about. And if you ever read through Proverbs, it's actually really cool. It's like good point after good point. It's like advice after advice after advice. It's just like a list of all this advice that is just like awesome and still applicable to today's life. Mm-hmm. So he was he was very wise. Like I said, he was the wisest man ever, but mm-hmm. he wasn't the wisest woman. <laughs> yeah, everyone has a weak side. I guess yes. that was his. Yes, everybody no how wise you are. You have a weak side. So or or how strong you are, as we heard about in uh with mm-hmm. uh what's his name? Uh, Sam, Sam, Samson. Samson. <laughs> no matter how yeah. strong you were, you he still had a weak side. Solomon, no matter how smart you are, mm-hmm. you have a weak mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everybody has weaknesses. We just have to pretty much use our strengths to um to do God's will on this earth and to help other people 
And for our weakness, we just have to rely on God to fill in those gaps because yeah. we can't do it all. Yeah. And we have to be careful not to just invite God in the good side and not the, the weak side, you know, because we tend to have some doors closed in our lives. Like we don't ask God to step in that air area. We only be like, oh, you can only come in this this closet, but not that closet. You know, we have to be careful because that's the closet that the enemy is lurking in and just working you. <laughs> Amen to that. That's so true. A lot of times we don't go to God with, hey, you know, I have I have anger issues. I need mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. help with my anger issues. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't go to God to that. We'll be like, Lord, my job this or she mm-hmm. did that. It's always did someone this. else. Right. It's always someone else. Or it's always mm-hmm. like we go to God about money or we go to God about other people. But it's it does take a lot of maturity to be able to go to God and say, I'm weak in this area and I need mm-hmm. to help. Yeah. We do need we need to really like kind of self examine, examine yourself and say, you know, where am I lacking? Instead of always pointing out, okay, this person pissed me off. That person pissed me off. Right. That person cut me off. So they pissed me off. Maybe you need to examine and say, maybe I have an issue with anger. Maybe I'm a little too sensitive. You know, maybe I'm a little too mm-hmm. high strung. Lord, can you help me with those things? Right. So closing thoughts, guys. Wisdom is nothing without understanding. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm sorry. Say it again. Wisdom is nothing without understanding. Hey. <laughs> Lady T, what about you? Um, I would say asking God in the areas that you struggle with for um wisdom and also asking him for discernment. Ooh. Um for yourself, you know to discern good and evil in your own in your own self and not always just you know seeing someone else at fault but I think if we work on ourselves and realize the things that we need help in and the things that you know we know that we're covered by God already in and not always like pushing him in that right side when we already know that he works on that right side but that left side is still lingering just realizing that you have to also ask for yourself and not always looking at someone else all the time when you pray. Just ask for discernment for yourself in your own life of what you need to get done to be able to be wiser in him and be closer to him. Amen. That's beautiful. And I would say the thing that stood out for me is the two moms and how the difference between the two moms. One representing love and selflessness and other Mm -hmm. representing lust and desire and selfishness and the distinction between the two the one that was the real bomb the one that Mm -hmm. was filled with love and selflessness Mm -hmm. would give up the things that she wants so that the person that she loves will survive and thrive versus Mm -hmm. the one who was selfish and unreal fake and less and filled with lust instead of actual true love she was well if I can't have him nobody can 
and I don't care. I want what I want. And if I can't mm -hmm. have that, she can't either. And I don't care because mm. I don't care if she's miserable. I don't care if that person hurts. I just want what I want. And being able to distinguish those two different characteristics. This is hard when two people are fighting, like, I love him. No, I love him. I'm the mother, mm -hmm. like they were doing in front of Solomon. Mm -hmm. Until you have to actually sacrifice and then you really know if it's really love or not. So that's what I was thinking. Mm. <laughs> that was good yes it was <laughs> well on that note we will go ahead and pray <laughs> out it was such another a wonderful episode of yes. and I feel like Amen. I grow every time we come together which is awesome so yeah. Heavenly <laughs> Father Lord we just Thank you so much yes, for bringing yeah. us together again today. We thank you mm -hmm. that everybody had a wonderful week and we pray for the weeks to come, Lord. We pray that you give us strength, courage, yes, that you bring us comfort, Lord, to be able to get through this week, to be able mm -hmm. to enjoy the week while we are in the presence of it. And then afterwards, mm -hmm. to be able to learn from the week that we had, Lord, we pray that the scriptures that we talk about and read about continue to uh, take root in our heart and grow and come mm -hmm. out and take root in other people's hearts and grow as well, Lord. Mm -hmm. We pray for all those who are listening to this podcast, Lord. We pray that you give them enlightenment and insight and help them to be more insightful and grow in wisdom and understanding. In yes, Jesus' Lord. name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.